0: We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to five hundred dollars in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today, or just head to BetterFantasy.com/sgpn. That's BetterFantasy.com/sgpn. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends. Enjoy the social betting revolution at sobet.io slash SGPN. That's sobet.io slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home, for all of our free picks and podcasts. Ooh! Welcome everyone to the Die Hard Eagles Podcast. I'm Sean Stack of the Money Green with my fellow diehards, Justin and Rob. Oh man, the Tuesday night football threw off our schedule a little bit, so now we got two Eagles victories to break down. They're now eight and seven, sitting in the seven spot. The Eagles control their own destiny when it comes to the NFL playoffs. Pretty crazy when you look back and and see that. Yeah, what? Uh, just not too long ago, they were two and five. Everyone was saying Nick Sirianni. He's going to be one and done. This team is on the ropes. Uh, Jalen hurts is not a starter. Meanwhile, now he's a pro bowl alternate. <laughs> I think for me, my favorite part, besides uh, Jalen hurts being nominated rightly so to the uh, pro bowl as an alternate, I, I really love the emergence of the offensive line as kind of the, the star of the offense. We have Bunch of fun quotes from Jordan Mailata. We got Lane Johnson scoring a uh, receiving touchdown first time since uh, December of 2010 when uh, Todd Harriman's did it. It's it's really been fun to kind of see the offensive line become a star, and you know we were talking about it. Uh, I feel like every episode on the podcast. Philly media, Philly fans were just saying run the damn ball. And they started doing it and it's, it's really changed the dynamic of the team becoming a very fun team to watch And the, the defense seems to be holding their own. Justin, what, what is your uh, been your favorite moment from these last two wins?
1: I, I think my favorite moment, actually, the last two wins has been the, ba- uh, the bounce back of Jalen. Um, I think, you know, Mitch, came in, he played a great game. And the last two games, I know it's been against just the Redskins and the Giants, and they're not that great, but he, he seems to be progressing a little bit more. I thought he had kind of hit his ceiling, but you're seeing a few more throws on the run um, and a little bit more accuracy there. I know there was that one that almost got picked off actually last game uh, uh, at the beginning by a Giants defender, but um, other than that, he's thrown what seems to be really well. That Greg Ward throw, the throw to Greg Ward in the touchdown was really impressive.
2: Yeah. And that was uh, great.
1: even his deep balls have looked a little bit better. He's still under throwing them a little bit. Uh, but I watched that audible from um, Devontae Smith and that one deep ball against the Redskins. Devontae even came back and he said, Hey, my bad. I lost sight of the ball while it was in the air. And it looked like he might've thrown it a little bit too uh, far to the middle of the field. But if you're looking at it from down uh, from the offensive line side, it looked like if Devonte had been able to see it a little bit better, it would have been a nice little throw there. And maybe even on the run, if he had been able to catch up to it.
0: Yeah, no, I mean it, the Jalen hurts bounce back and it's great to hear someone besides myself celebrating the rare breed that is Jalen hurts and his untamed ability out on the field. And yeah, both, both the, the start against Washington and the start against the giants were slow. Uh, especially for the offense and kind of concerning, but then they found their way and, and I'm attributing it probably towards these weird scheduling stuff, but who knows either way, they, they, they beat both opponents by double digits, Rob, what's your, what's your favorite part from these last two
2: wins? Yeah. I mean, uh, I I think you guys are getting a little too excited over (laughs) the uh, football team and the giants, uh, especially with from out there. And then Glennon, um, they had a horrible start yesterday. Let's not, let's not sugarcoat it. The offense was horrible in the first half. I mean, they scored three points, uh, you know, Hertz should have had, you know, uh, an interception on that early drive. Um, he did bounce back. I'll give him credit, but let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. But, you know, the positive that I'm going to take away is we we've seen now two games in a row. That we've at least been able to get one receiver kind of going. Uh, mm-hmm. I think against the the football team, you know, Goddard kind of emerged and had a really nice game. Um, and then yesterday I thought Devontae Smith, you know, had a nice game overall. Um that touchdown, man. Yeah. I mean, he had five catches for 80 yards and the T D. And and one thing I'm really excited about with him is it's just really exciting to have a receiver that possesses that level of body control and awareness. I mean, we have not had that in a long time and watching him with his footwork now on a few of these throws, I mean, the, the throw in the end zone, the, uh, the ball uh, against, was it the football team when he came back for it and, yeah. and, you know, caught that ball coming back, his ability to keep his feet in and make those catches is just really something to watch. And to me, it's really exciting. and. I still think he's underutilized. I think they need to get him the ball more and whether that's on Sirianni or Hurts, probably a little bit of both. Um, but to me, it's really exciting to watch.
0: Yeah. And, and certainly that is just awesome because it, I mean, those two plays he made back to back, I mean, think about it. Like, when did we have a receiver make those kind of plays? I think you'd have to go back to uh, Alshon Jeffrey in the super bowl. Um, you know, like that, 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 catch he had to get that first touchdown where he went up and got the ball uh, you know there was there were some little highlights like that from Alshon he's a different type of receiver but man it, it's tough to think like what we've seen out of Devonta right now uh, you know Alshon did have that really good year in 2017 but I I am I crazy to say that he's the best receiver they've had since T.O. Yeah
2: I think certainly has I mean it's early but still yeah, I I can't disagree in terms of his potential. I mean, it just seems like the guy gets open, he catches the ball and his ability to, you know, maintain control of his body is, is next level. Yeah.
0: As far as concerns from the last two games, slow starts uh, for the offense, that's obviously huge, but I would even say within those slow starts, I mean, fair to critique uh, Jalen's, you know, accuracy at times and stuff like that. But I think even within that, I would say the drops have randomly been kind of concerning. You know, Goddard had two bad drops against Washington, had a bad drop. Uh, you know, here to start the game, Sanders had a bad drop. And again, you know, not that uh, what I, we know Hertz isn't Aaron Rodgers like. So, when you, when you have a smaller margin for error, if the receivers or running backs or tight ends are dropping very catchable balls that can kind of throw the offense at a rhythm at a schedule and, and really uh, mess things up. So for me, especially the offense, biggest concern moving forward for these next two games and knock on wood, if we get into the playoffs, I think is the drops and, and hopefully that's something
2: they can clean up. What about you, Rob? Biggest concern jumping out right now. Yeah. I mean, first of all, fun fact Lane Johnson now has more TDs than Miles Sanders. So <laughs> that's crazy. Um, whether that's a concern or not, uh, you know, I don't know. Obviously, the running game's working. And as long as we're scoring touchdowns, um, you know, I guess the rest doesn't matter. But I, I mean, to me, my one concern looking at the stat lines from last game is that it does seem like the penalties creep back a bit. We had 11 penalties yesterday. Um, you know, after having a pretty good run, I don't you know, I'll write it off as one game, but I don't want to see us falling back into that early in the season, stupid penalties. And, you know, we've now had a few of those like down the field, offensive guys pick plays, you know, again, that we were fighting in the beginning of the year. So uh, hopefully it's just, you know, the schedule was off. Guys got a little sloppy. Um, I hope they clean that up a bit. Um, But, you know, one thing I do want to just throw out there and I don't know where else to do it. So I'll do it now. And this is really stats from last week, but since we didn't have a podcast, I do want to put them out there because it is something to give credit. And and I think it's since week eight and this, these stats are are before last week, but, um, or yesterday's game, we led the league in scoring efficiency at 52.9%. We averaged since the Detroit game, 214.4 yards running. We were second in the league in points per game at 29.3. Points per game in the last seven games, and we were first and third down efficiency at fifty one point six. So you know, while there are concerning aspects, clearly things are clicking on offense now, and and the team, and, and specifically Nick, deserves a lot of credit for that. One hundred percent. And uh, adding on to that nugget,
0: our point differential—we actually have a better point differential than the the Green Bay Packers, which is the number one seed in the NFC, which is crazy. On a lot of levels, and then you know, haters will say, oh, "Oh, well, you know, you guys have the Giants and Washington Football Team." Well, also, those are you know, those are NFC East rivals. Their defenses aren't horrific, and you know, the Packers they play the Lions twice, they play the Bears twice. Uh, Vikings aren't world beaters, so it's not it's not like the 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 Packers are pay are playing this insanely tough schedule, and. Yeah, we're beating the teams we should, and beating bad teams by double digits by a wide margin is a sign of a good team. Obviously, the real test will be uh, when we play a, a good team in a meaningful game. But yeah, I think they certainly deserve credit for taking care of business. What about you, Justin? What's uh, what's something you're worried about for these next two, maybe three,
1: maybe four? Who knows? The rest of the season. <laughs> well, I got a couple things actually, but before I get there, I think I just want to point out though that. I guess you could call me one of those haters. Cause I feel like the last three weeks I keep seeing these since week eight stats and we haven't beaten anybody over 500. So I mean, they're there. You got to utilize with the stats that you have. You have to beat the teams that you have to play, but I don't see how we could have won probably either of these last two games with how slow we started. Um, if we had played, you know, better teams than what we played in the Washington football team and the giants. So I guess there is something to say for that. I mean, you got to beat who you, who you play, but at the same time, I don't know It, it they're weak since we gate stats and we haven't really played anybody um, that I feel is, you know, a contender by any means. But with that said, you know, a couple of quick concerns, I feel like one thing that we, we haven't really uh, talked about much is uh, the special teams. And I know, you know, it's a small part of the game, but uh, you're looking at what seems to be what a third re- kick returner this season in Gainwell. He fumbled the ball this game to start. Luckily, uh, our boy Whiteside was able to jump on it, save the day there. Um, and we we didn't start out um, so horribly. We also had a missed field goal by Elliot. I think it might have even what his second of the season. I'm not sure what the stat is on that.
0: Yeah, no, he's he's been good. But he's otherwise. been great
1: otherwise. Uh, penalties on special teams as well. So. I think there is something to say, to look at there. I know regular, uh, finally had a nice punt return actually. So props to him, but it, it is something I think that we continue to overlook. And uh, I'd like to, you know, see what we can do there. Maybe get a few extra yards on those kick returns or um, punt returns as well as just try to eliminate the penalties overall there. Um, that's one thing. Uh, one defensive stat I, I will like to point out. And I know I just said about, you know, the week eight stats and whatnot, and the fact that we haven't beat anybody over 500, but we do have five defensive touchdowns. I saw that, which is, uh, you know, the most we've had since I think uh, the year 2000 there. So the defense is starting to come around. Granted, it's against what some pretty bad offenses, but I, I mean, like we said, you got to play who you play and you got to win when you play those games. So, well, yeah. And,
0: it is it is fair, I think, to take it with a grain of salt. But again, it's since two thousand. like we've had yeah, that's you know, a great point. the Giants haven't been good for a really long time. Um, you know, a lot of these teams we've been on we've played bad teams in the past twenty years. We haven't scored this many points defensively. and again, the formula that we have right now of a team that doesn't turn the ball over knock on wood that for the most part has been solid on special teams. When it comes to the kicking game, I, I almost in a weird way, like that Elliot got this miss out of the way. So he can get on a new hot streak and the streak doesn't have to come to an end at a more meaningful spot in the season. I love it, Sean. Yeah. Good. Hey, <laughs> ultimate spin pool. zone, right? And we're, we're running the ball controlling time of possession. And the defense kind of comes up with plays when they need to, we're putting together of a a formula of a team. You don't necessarily want to play in the playoffs, literally with nothing to lose completely house money, a team that there was no expectations coming into the season, but Rob, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to start, you know, letting myself get too far here. Realist Rob has set some expectations for the rest of the season for possibly getting into the playoffs. Are we just setting ourselves up to get destroyed in the
2: wild card round? What's your realistic take here? I mean, the realistic take is maybe. Um, I think it depends <laughs> very much who we play. Uh, yeah. Look, do I think we're going to compete with the Packers if we play them? I think that'd be really tough. Uh, I think our defense would have a tough time against Rodgers. Um, You know, do I love the idea of playing the Cowboys after watching them last night? No, Um, but look, I'll say this, We, we could be a dangerous team in the sense that it's tough to play and score against teams that can run the ball effectively. And if we can go into that game and control the clock by running the ball on the ground and getting some points up. You know, who knows what happens. I mean, it's one game and and anyone can beat anyone on a given day. So I, I do think somewhat we could be a dangerous team. And you know, I do believe a little bit that Hurt's ankle may not be a hundred percent yet. If yeah. that continues to get better, I mean, even yesterday, I think he um I wrote it down here somewhere. He I think he only had like two rushes for seven for yards. Seven yards. So clearly that suggests to me it may not be a hundred percent and and he can still. Kind of get back to where he was. So, uh, I mean, look, I still don't think we're going to the Super Bowl. Sorry, Sean. I know you think we are, um, but could we potentially pick off a team given a matchup? Uh, it, look, it's possible. Anything's possible, especially the way we're running the ball. Justin,
0: real quick here uh, before we uh, get to our contest announcement. Well, we'll do it. I will do it right now. Since we started this contest announcement, the Eagles have been red hot. So I think we extend it till the end of the Eagles season sports podcast.com slash Eagles. Very easy to enter the contest for an autographed Brian Dawkins helmet. Perfect uh, piece to put on your desk, your home office, your, your office at work, perfect place to just show off, show people you mean business. Uh, you know, you're, you're, I mean, you know, teaming up with Brian Dawkins. Couldn't beat it. All you gotta do is uh, leave a review, send in that screenshot. Very easy to enter sports gambling podcast.com slash Eagles. And of course you have to be 18 years older and in the United States. Oh yeah. Love me some tick pick the original no fee ticket site. Love going to games, love tailgating. love getting to the stadium. Thing I hate the most is, is the ticket fees. You get tickets from other places. Oh, the tickets only 50 bucks. That's great. By the time you are actually able to buy the ticket, it's $94 because you're paying all these ticket fees. Tick pick gets rid of the ticket fees. God bless them. T I C K P I C K slash S G P. So they know we sent you and a perfect time for college football, bowl games, college football, playoff, the Rose bowl. Again, TickPick guarantees you the best prices on all of their college football tickets. That's right, a guarantee. Don't believe it. If you can find better tickets or better prices for the same seats on another site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in per- purchase price. That's right. Head over to slash SGP, slash SGP. And of course, we're also brought to you by WinBet bet big win bigger with win bet. Oh man, the bonuses, they just keep coming with win bet. Got to get down on some of this uh, Eagles action. They have been killing. ATS. They have a sweet uh promo here. We can bet $5, win 400 in free bets and of course, a trip to Shaq's Fun House in LA. Bet $20. On uh, win bets build your own bet feature and earn a chance to win a once in a lifetime experience for the big game. You and three guests will receive a VIP experience at checks Fun House, two nights at the Win Las Vegas, a five thousand dollar free bet at the Win Las Vegas Sportsbook, and a five thousand dollar travel credit. So much fun, risk free thousand dollar sports bet as well. Uh, what are you doing? Head over to dot T.com or download the win bet app today. All right. And we're back Justin. I was going to get to it before the break, but I, I was just salivating talking, uh, talking about the Brian Dawkins mini helmet. But uh, before we get to kind of some bigger season stuff, uh, who do you think would be our best matchup first round of the playoffs? I, I think for me, it would probably be going to either Los Angeles, which, uh, you know, you know, my personal interests aside, that would be awesome. Make it really easy to go to the game. I think Los Angeles or Arizona would be the ideal spot,
1: but who, who, do you, who would you want to play round one? I guess I'm with you there actually with Los Angeles over Arizona, just simply because I mean, you watch Kyler Murray and I know he hasn't played great as of late. I mean, he had a he has amazing Octobers, uh, but you know, he's just scary. I mean, he gets out there. Yeah. Uh, I think he has the legs there where we won't be able to contain him. He'd be able to get out of the pocket. Um, and, you know, we've seen McVay struggle um, at times with his offensive plans. It seems like if they can get out of sync, out of rhythm, I know he's got Stafford now instead of golf, But even with them, they've, they've struggled at times too, in some of their games. And I think there's a way to get them off their game plan and get them, you know, backpedaling a little bit there and Stafford uh, for as much as I like him, you know, he has, he has some really bad games sometimes. And when he's out of whack and out of sync, uh, I mean, it's really hard for him to come back from that. So I I'm with you there with uh, the Rams and especially over Arizona.
0: Yeah, and 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 the Rams too. You said Stafford kind of has some bad games. Again, he's he's never has the same career playoff wins as Jalen Hurts. There sitting at zero, and you know they got the win against a Minnesota, which was great for us for sliding into the uh, seven spot. But he still threw three interceptions. So I think that back that elbow that was bothering him. I I think that's a real issue. And and to me. They are kind of the wounded animal uh, of these like powerhouse teams that we
2: would probably have to face. Rob, uh, do you have a you have a preference right now? I guess I'm with you guys. One of those two, I I actually may lean toward the Cardinals. I I Hmm. just watched them the other night, and uh, they just didn't look impressive to me. Yeah, Um, you know that's one game. I admittedly don't see them play a lot out here on the East Coast. You know, we don't get a lot of their games. So, um, you know, the Rams, I think. Do still have potential? Uh, you know, I know that Stafford didn't have a great game, but I, I would put them both on a similar footing. Uh, I'd much rather play them though than I think Green Bay, Dallas, or Tampa Bay. Yeah, to me, Green Bay is the last team I
0: want to play. Winning in Lambeau super difficult. The Cowboys thing is is interesting. I mean, I'm never going to back down uh, from a fight from the Cowboys, and I think certainly. If we played them, that would mean we would have played them back to back weeks. So I think there's some weird stuff there that could possibly benefit us. Uh, Tampa Bay. Again, you're going up against Tom Brady in the playoffs. That's that's never ideal. But speaking of quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, Pro Bowl alternate, our buddy who's a Hurts hater was, was, you know, saying it didn't mean anything. Again, it's the Pro Bowl, but I think the alternate it's showing that his peers, respect him. And I, I think that's a good sign. Again, it's the pro bowl. It's an alternate, uh, but again, he, he was named it before people started turning it down when inevitably everyone becomes a, a pro bowler because no one wants to show up for the game. Rob, are you, are you taking anything from the
2: the Hertz pro bowl alternate uh, announcement? No, I mean, look good for him. I hope <laughs> it gives him some confidence, but I mean, candidly it's tough to, to watch the body of work and say, yeah. Um, you know, he deserves to be in the pro bowl this year. Now, can he in the future? Am am I hopeful he'll continue to improve? Yes. Um, But I I don't think there's much you can take away from it. Personally, Justin, you taking
0: anything away with the Hertz pro bowl,
1: you know, initially I scoffed. I thought it was dumb (laughs) to be completely (laughs) honest, Uh, but it did kind of make me think of, you know, who are the other quarterbacks out there who he might've beat out. It made me think of, you know, this rookie class actually. And the fact that you know he's played on par i would say with mac people some people might argue better than uh, mac has played better than him i would i could argue possibly that he's actually been on par with mac and obviously better than the rest of this rookie class this season now i know he had what an extra four games to compete before they got into the league but i think it does say something to the fact that he is being a little bit more noticed now and if he were a rookie uh this season People would really be, you know, saying how great he is. But since, you know, he came into the league last season, um, you know, everybody's keeps talking about like what he still needs to do and what more they need to see out of him. But I think he's actually played fairly well when you start to look at it compared to this rookie class. And it is something to take note of. Now, I don't know. We keep talking about a ceiling or at least I do. I don't know if he's reached it quite yet. I'm hoping there's a little bit more there but um, it, it's, I, I like it. I think it is actually something a little bit, I won't say impressive by any means, but something to look at, especially when comparing to the rest of the quarterbacks.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, what about, what about Sirianni? I mean, again, we were talking about maybe one and done. Now he's, he's getting rumblings about possibly coach of the year. Most of the rumblings coming for me, but there there's been, I think if they win out, there could be some serious consideration, especially if, Belichick uh, loses a couple games. I know Brandon Staley for the chargers. He was considered the front runner for coach of the year. And now the chargers are eight and seven and the Eagles are eight and seven. And, and if you just look at the coaching job between those two teams, uh, again, even as a Hertz apologist, I, I would have to say uh Herbert, a better quarterback and better situation coming in, coaching that chargers team, the talent they had uh, I, I don't know. I mean, am I crazy to think the Nick Sirianni coach of the year bet has a chance, Justin?
1: No, you're not Sean. Not at all. Uh, specifically because I bet on it. So I don't think you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Um, so you're with me. I will say though that, you know, um, these, the coach of the year bet is a little crazy because it's never a guy who wins the super bowl. No. It seems to be a newer coach as well. Uh, yeah. So I mean, Nick's kind of lined up for it, and I agree with you. And I said it before, actually, when we were going over the rookie head coaches, is that I think actually, you know, he has done a better job than Staley, as you pointed out. I mean, Staley came into what looked to be a complete team with the Chargers. Nick is is playing with guys that you could argue a, a Super Bowl quarterback, a Super Bowl winning coach in Doug Peterson. Uh, wasn't able to coach up last season. It's relatively the same team, and Nick has done far better with them this season. So I think you got to give him a little bit of props there.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look at the roster they had last year and the roster they have this year. I mean, what massive additions did they add? You know, Devonta Smith, nice draft pick. He's been helpful, but it's not like they brought in some crazy game changing players. And essentially, I mean, they still have two games left, and he's already doubled the number of wins. That the team had last year, I I think that has to speak to the job he's done as a coach, coach of the year. There's some other good candidates, but like Matt Lafleur, it's, when you have Aaron Rodgers, it's a little tougher to say how good of a coaching job you've had. Um, Cliff Kingsbury, he's kind of fallen apart here as a late. I think Mike Vrabel is kind of an interesting uh, coach of the year candidate because he's been able to steady the ship after they lost Derrick Henry. But Rob, who is, uh, are you considering Sirianni a contender here for this award?
2: Yeah. I mean, I I think Nick has, has done a phenomenal job, quite honestly, as a rookie head coach, he had a rough start. He turned it around and, you know, I guess this probably would have been a better time to cite some of those stats I did before, but you know, I get what Justin's saying. We haven't played good opponents, but look, you can only beat who you play. And clearly he's, he's done well with the offense. And Uh, just to uh, throw a few more stats on there uh, that I'm just seeing right now on Twitter, as we're doing this Um, over the last nine weeks, uh, only the chiefs have more wins than the Eagles. Uh, We have 29.9 points per game. Now second behind the Colts and even Jonathan Gannon 16.6 points allowed per game is number one in the NFC. So. I mean, look, they've bounced back and this coaching job has done a really nice job. And well, quite honestly, even Gannon, now I'm seeing is rumored to get some interviews for head coaching jobs. Now oh, I'm a little man. skeptical. He <laughs> actually gets one after one year, but you know, today, now you're seeing articles that, that he's one of the names that's out there.
0: Imagine going from a, or getting to a place where we're worried about losing Jonathan Gannon <laughs> to a head coaching job that, that, that in and of itself just speaks to the turnaround. And in NFL history, 294 teams have started two and five, only 16 of them have finished with a running winning record. And only nine of them have made the playoffs. So I, I think that kind of says it all. And speaking of the playoffs, here's the current scenario for us to get in. And there, there's a real chance we won't uh, need that week 18 game because unfortunately the Cowboys have locked up the NFC East. So it's wild card or nothing right now for the Eagles. We need a win at Washington. Uh, then we need a Vikings loss to green Bay. Very possible green Bay's fight for that. Number one, seed; they're going to be super motivated against Vikings. And then we either need a, uh, a saints loss to the Panthers. Uh, which is uh, the following week or coming up on Monday night. If the saints lose to Miami and the 49ers beat the Texans, which you imagine they would uh, that's what we need. So a lot of, a lot of stuff you know, a couple things have to go right, but that will be an interesting scenario to break down. If all of a sudden we're in a spot where we could rest our starters uh, week 18, kind of crazy how things have, uh, have come in the season. Updating the uh, pick tracker. Of course we have locked in the Colts first round pick. Unfortunately though the goddamn Colts keep winning games right now. Uh, their pick would be 23rd. We would get from them. The Eagles pick would be 19. And then the dolphins pick would be uh, 14 here. So it's looking, you know, the, the picks keep going down as we, you know, it's funny. The Eagles the Dolphins and the Colts have all been like the big turnaround stories in the NFL, which is obviously the Eagles' turnaround has been great. But the Miami and the Colts' turnaround hasn't been uh, awesome here for the picks. Uh, to me, it's it's still like, hey, let's go hardcore defense and and give it at least another year to build around Hertz. Uh, Justin, anything uh, anything popping up on your draft radar?
1: No, I mean not. Anybody new that we haven't talked about in the past, and I think it's actually a little. I still don't want to look too deep into this because, as you pointed out, the, the picks keep going down. Uh, I keep getting a <laughs> a little bit more concerned at the fact that you know now it looks like we might not even be able to get a pick in the top fifteen by the end of the season. So um, at the moment, no, um, and because everybody who I think we pointed out in the past, we probably wouldn't even be able to get at this point anyways because of where we're at in the draft.
0: Yeah. And Rob, you had an interesting point about how you almost don't want them to go edge rusher right now because of where we're likely going to be drafted. Is are you
2: still holding strong on that? Yeah, and I say that without having really done a deep dive, but I think, you know, now assuming our first picks around 14, 15-ish, um, you know, I just I'm not convinced you get that impact edge rusher there. I'd rather almost take a flyer on a guy in a second or third round. that position. I, I think I'm still leaning. If you were to ask me what I would do is I think I would do one offense and two defense offense, probably being continue to build the offensive line, maybe a replacement for Kelsey or, you know, however, you're going to handle the the Dickerson. If he's going to stay at guard, move to center, you know, you're still going to need alignment and then two, two defensive guys and, and probably best pick available. I'd like one to be a linebacker and you know, the other position, like, you know, you can probably convince me on a few.
0: Yeah. And the, we're going to have a bunch of uh cap space as well. I mean, for like the offensive skill guys, I think a big bodied veteran uh, receiver could be a nice addition, you know, cause Devonta kind of has a smaller frame, little shiftier guy. Be nice to have a big, almost like a Alshon Jeffrey type, obviously like a younger, healthier version, uh, maybe just pick him up in free agency. Cause we'll have a lot of free agency dollars uh, to use as well as all this uh, cap space. All right, we're going to transition to the preview against the Washington football team, big game coming up uh, before we do that though, let's get a, uh, is there something we should be aware of before we start the preview, a little gem, a little nugget time for uh, Justin's gem, Justin, what do you, what do you got for us?
1: I, I think a difference maker in this game, we got to look at is going to be Boston Scott. Um, Howard has that stinger. Um, if we will look at what was it last season, or maybe it was even two seasons ago, he was out for a considerable amount of time with just that a stinger. So I don't anticipate him coming back next week. Sanders has mm. the broken hand now. Um, and the fact that Gainwell hasn't had one rush the past two games, I think we really got to lean on Boston this game and see what he could do. He's got five more touchdowns than Sanders at this point in the season, actually with five. Uh, so I, I think he can actually be a difference maker for us uh, with the offensive line, doing what they're doing. He's averaging what 4.5 yards a carry, which is a nice clip actually considering he's, you know, our third string back at this point. And, uh, and so, um, and, you know, he can make those catches sometimes. He's had some, some decent ones in the past. So I, th- I think he's going to be the guy to look at this game. Um, to see how, uh, would things go in the way that they are.
0: Yeah. Boston Scott got to come up big. All right. When we come back, we will be giving out our picks for the game against the Washington football team. We're also to by prop swap where America goes to buy and sell sports bets, college football, uh, right? You know, college football playoff, the NFL playoffs, the MVP race coach of the year, you can buy and sell uh, tickets. It's it's like options trading, you know, but for sports betting stuff. You care about stuff you would know about, and again, if you're doing a prop swap, you're getting a great price. But also, you're getting that sweet deposit bonus. PropSwap.com promo code S G P. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy, it's a new free to play app that lets you sink your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. Can cash out for gift cards when your best bet hits and even help raise money for charity all along the way it's a uh, very easy to use app guys did a great job designing it make sure you sync your leak today and they have tons of free uh, prop games as well better slash sgpn better slash sgpn that's bettor fantasy.com sgpn and of course we're brought to you by so bet Let's get back to the roots of betting. Mono e mano, me versus you. Who has the better pick? Let, you know, that big pick energy, letting it ride. All you got to do is go to sobetio SGPN, start challenging your friends, family, coworkers, maybe not your boss. You don't want to humiliate your boss with your awesome picks, but. Sobet.io slash SGPN. It's the way to personalize sports gambling, a social gambling experience. Very easy to connect a third party uh, payment options as well. Sobet.io slash SGPN. All right, let's do it. Let's talk WFT currently. The Eagles are a three and a half point road favorite over at WinBet.com uh, winbet.com or the Win betting app total sitting at 45 and a half uh, Rob, we'll start with the defense for me again. I, I, I don't know the status of Heineke. He got kind of banged up in that uh, Cowboys game. We'll see if he starts uh, or maybe it goes to Allen, yeah, who knows their, their quarterback situation. And in general, they're, certainly banged up a ton of injuries, WFT and, and COVID issues they're dealing with. For me uh, again, it seems like uh, the, the defensive tackles have really come to life, both Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave, again, kind of a disappointing season for Cox considering what we pay him. But last couple of games, he's really made his presence known, getting some sacks tackle for losses. I think the key again is keep getting that interior pressure with Hargrave and Fletcher Cox. That's a big key for me. What about you?
2: I think our secondary needs to stay tenacious. Um, you know, they've had a few interceptions now. Slay's had a few. He should have had one yesterday. He, he dropped an easy one. Um, and then who else was it that had an interception yesterday? I'm blanking. Was it single cloud and uh, singleton McLe- McLeod and singleton. So, I think they need to stay, you know, ball Hawks and, and stay on the ball. If we can get a turnover or two, that's going to go a long way. And certainly I think uh, it's a game where we can get one. And, you know, maybe that starts with the, the line up front, like you said, but I just want st- to keep seeing them play aggressive.
0: 100%. Justin, what about you? What's What's a big key on the defensive side?
1: I think we've got to focus on the run game here and just shutting down Gibson. I mean, he's got almost a thousand yards this season. And I think their offense really, You know, leans on him and and the run game in order to get things going with you know what what seemed to be mediocre quarterbacks and Allen or even uh, Heineke there. And you you pointed out a great point, Sean. Uh, Heineke took that blow, man, and that really should have been a flag. Uh, I didn't know what was going on that game. Uh, I I I brought this up to you guys, and I want to bring it up here. Maybe we need a segment like an old man uh, get (laughs) off my lawn segment. But what's going on with these offsides penalties? They they always (laughs) call them dead against us. And then I'm watching the game against the Cowboys and Dak gets two free plays and they don't call it dead. It's, it's pissing me off. I mean, I know we wanted Dallas to actually win that game, but I couldn't help myself. And I was just getting more and more pissed off. Can we just make a a rule here where we just call it dead all the time or, or let it go. I know the unabated to the quarterback is in effect there, but you know, Hertz wasn't going to get hit there. And they, they stopped Boston from getting, I think what was like a 15 yard game by whistling it dead against.
0: Yeah. Him. He oh. had a, he had a chance oh. to get a touchdown there and you saw Sirianni getting hot on the sidelines, giving it to the uh, ref there. It's funny. I, I don't know. I always crack up seeing Sirianni freak out. Cause he seems so mild mannered
1: otherwise, but uh, you know, every once in a while, he'll really uh, give it to the ref. Then they got us with the hold. the very next play. It's like ridiculous. And then you watch the Dallas game and Vinovich and his crew aren't calling anything. It's just uh, it's it's, I don't know. I just sound like an old man and somebody who's complaining about the rest when we won. But <laughs> Anyways, I, I digress. No, it's good.
0: Good solid uh, angle there. As far as the offensive side again, um, to me, it's, uh, you know, not having, uh, I, I doubt we'll have miles Sanders because of the broken hand, you know, Jordan Howard, as, as Justin pointed out, he's missed time previously with the stinger stinger. You never know really, as far as how severe it is. Maybe he comes back. Maybe he doesn't. That'll be huge if he does come back. But for me, it's uh, getting getting Goddard involved, and and you know they've been involving him more in the screen game. Uh, he's finding him downfield. It seems to really open up the entire offense once you get Goddard going. Goddard having another big game, I think, will be huge. And he's had a couple of rough drops, but I think keep feeding him. He's had a good season overall. What about uh, what about you, Rob? Offense. What do we got to do?
2: I think you know, even with, even if Goddard or I'm sorry, not Goddard, even if Sanders and Howard are out, I think we have to take the next man up mentality and just still feed Boston Scott and gain well. And, and what I don't want to see us do is, is try to get cute and abandon the run game thinking, okay, both those guys are out. We can't run it because I think with our line and the way our lines playing, those guys can step in and still have a great game. Um, so I don't want to see us come out and try to throw 35 times um, because we think our running backs are out, I, I want to stay balanced. It's been working all year. Um, not to say we can't mix in the throw, and I, I like seeing Hertz throw for a few, few more yards than he was, you know, a few games ago. But I, I just want to see us stick to that run game again. Justin.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, sticking to the run game. I think actually when we played uh, the Washington football team, we had a We had a great thing going there. Uh, I thought Sirianni called a great actually first half. It, it was just our offense kept sputtering. I think Goddard's had three drops in the last two games. Actually, yeah. you could argue that he's actually been struggling. So I agree with you, Sean, getting him going uh, is important. But I think as Rob pointed out, you know, running the ball, even with Scott is is going to be key. I think he, we actually didn't run the ball enough to start the game against the Giants. And you saw that uh, what kind of happened to start that game. So getting the run game going is, I think, going to be crucial and vital here. And um, I know Hertz has actually thrown. I think it was 26 passes the last game and then this past game uh, against the Giants, 29. So he has increased it. It might be a little bit more due to that ankle and the fact that he isn't running for those yards. And he, instead, he's passing the ball, which I actually like to see a little bit more of. But uh, yeah, getting, getting the run game going and uh, running more is uh, crucial.
0: Yep. All right. Time to lock it up. Give us your uh, final score prediction and the Eagles nest player of the game. Justin, I will let you get started. What do you have the Eagles uh, Washington football team this Sunday?
1: Um I didn't actually pick a, a a nest player other than the gem I pointed out. I really do think it's going to be Scott's game at this point. Maybe Howard plays if he does that could change things up a little bit. I'd like to see that. Um I'd like to see him in the lineup, but overall I think this is actually going to be a tough one. Um for us uh you know, we didn't see Allen or Heineke last game. Uh one of them is going to be starting at the very least. It's not going to be Gilbert at this point. So Uh, I think we could actually see a tough matchup here. I said 21, 17. I think it's going to be a close one, but I do think we win out in the end.
0: All right. 21, 17. So you have them covering the three and a half, but uh, well under there
2: at a 38 point total, Rob, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to say 24, 17. I'm with Justin though. I'm a little concerned about this game. I don't think it's going to be, you know, a super easy victory. Obviously we saw last night you know, the football team got embarrassed against the Cowboys. Um, and I, I have to think they're gonna come back and want to try to prove something in another division game. So um, I, I think it's a game that we can't afford to start slow again, and we need to come out and and you know, all cylinders fire firing from the start of the game. And what would you have the final score? 24-17.
0: 24-17. All right. I I'm with you guys. I think it's going to be a little closer uh, than we would probably hope for. I do think Washington will be a little fired up, but I do think having a full regular week schedule, I I think will help uh, set us up and, and get us dialed in. I have us winning the game 27, 21. And I think Darius slay will end up being the player of the game. We'll have a big interception and a possible return. The guy just has a knack for it dropped an easy one against the uh, giants. So I think he's looking to avenge that. All right. Thank you everyone for tuning in the diehard Eagles podcast and the sports gaming podcast network. Give us a follow on Twitter at Hard Eagles 52. Make sure you enter the contest to win a Di- Brian Dawkins, mini helmet autographed, of course, sports gambling podcast.com slash Eagles for the diehard Hard Be Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green for Rob for Justin and go birds. Go Go
2: birds.